I accidentally pressed the finish recording button. Oh my gosh, I was like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's like, she's she's thick, but she's fit thick, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I just, whenever I think of a fit person, I don't think of them as like a large body. But, yeah. and she's a and she's a trainer so like when you think of a trainer you don't think of a person with that kind of uh body type but mm-hmm. i'm impressed i'm impressed with her with her body type it's like wow you a big girl and i'm attract. i think i think that's like my type too i have two types either you're really skinny and fit or, uh-huh. or you're really like wide and fit if that makes sense yeah 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 so she's definitely my type uh she can't you can't be taller than me though if you're taller than me it's like, <laughs> if you're taller i'm like I, I can't deal with that okay see I, that's that's like the opposite for me is because like i can't deal with anyone shorter than me <laughs> like you have to be taller than me well, it won't make sense you're a female and i'm a male yeah mm. also like i <laughs> I am tall myself, and so I have, like, that tall girl complex is what I call it, of, like, Mm -hmm. having this power struggle with someone who's shorter than me, especially a guy (laughs) who's shorter than me. It's like, I'm looking down on you, you know? (laughs) And I'm supposed to be in love with you. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I can't see you as, like, an equal because you're shorter than me, and I can't, like, look up to you, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so, yeah that's me <laughs> um oh you said that you had a second question the second question okay so um you're you're learning about um what is the word uh you know special needs kids okay? yes yeah all right so you have experience with special needs kids Yes. And you, you have a developed a lingo and language and, yes. uh, and like, you know, a status between, uh, you know, special needs kids. Okay. Yes. Now think of Bryce Perez. Uh-huh. Kid. If Bryce Perez was a kid, would you classify him with special needs? Um, I personally am not allowed to do that. Dang, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My friend, see, the reason why I'm asking, because I have a friend. I'm not going to say who, who, which friend this is. Uh-huh. You don't even know this friend, but I'm, okay. I'm saying this out of his, his sake, especially since you said you're not allowed to do that. Uh-huh. He was like, My mom, my mom does special ed stuff. And I, when I see Bryce, I think, Oh, special ed. So. I mean, I can understand the idea behind that, but also, like, Bryce is Bryce, you know? Right, that's what I said. And then, so I made, <laughs> I made, the, um, I made the case to uh, one of my other friends who was, like, close with me and Bryce, and he's like, if, that, if, if that's the case, then I would call you special needs. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> that's like, oh, well, <laughs> that's thanks, nice. friend, you know. Yeah, I guess I special need to do whatever. Yeah, well, <laughs> I um, mean, technically, I, work... I did special needs. Yeah. I had emotional needs that I needed to be met, and I found that through God. Yeah, man. 
Well, um, I work more specifically with kids who have autism. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, along with that comes ADHD and ADD as well. So, um, autism is, like, this big, giant spectrum. It's not really a line of, like, low-functioning versus high-functioning. It's more of, like, a, I have this and this and this, and this is what makes me have autism. Or, like, I have this and this, and this is what makes me have autism. So, it's not necessarily, like, a oh, you're just a low-functioning kid who, like, needs help becoming more independent. It's more of, like, you have this deficit and this deficit, and this is what we're going to work on so that you can become more independent. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what my field of work does. And uh, we cannot give services to a child unless they have a diagnosis and unless their insurance approves for us to give services to them. I see. So they have to come to us already with a diagnosis and with like a treatment plan of some sort. Okay. So. Well, specifically with Bryce, my friend said he had autism. So. I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, anyone that you look at could have autism in some sort of way, like at some point on the spectrum. I mean, even I could have autism at some point on the spectrum. I've never like had a moment where I was like I need to go to a psychiatrist and like get diagnosed or anything but like that's the that's the way that it should be done and that's the way that it should like be kept because especially like self-diagnosing is a really really bad thing to do I'm sure you can yeah. understand that of like oh I have anxiety when like really you just get like upset over things that happen in life rather than like actually going through the process of like the world is ending and like, what do I do? And like having a physical reaction to it and then having Mm -hmm. a panic attack, you know, I've had a literal, (laughs) I've had literal panic attack before. And I'm like, that doesn't match the kind of anxiety that I've said that was before. Uh So like now that I know what an actual panic attack is one, I can actually explain it to people better. And two, Um, I can relate to people better because of that. Yep. <laughs> my panic attack was not a, my panic attack too wasn't like an emotion. Well, it was an emotional thing, but it wasn't like a thing that I, that, that I was given to myself. It was uh-huh. something that like my external environment gave me. Like mm-hmm. I was trapped in an elevator yeah. and I had a literal panic attack. Yep. So yeah. Yep. There's, I mean, there's all sorts of like ways that a person can get, into a panic attack and like I've had a few different moments that like all of the reasons were completely different so it just depends on the person which is exactly what autism is um no one of the kiddos that I work with not one of them is similar to the other they might have like similar behaviors or similar programs and things that we're working on but all of them are so completely different and like that's what makes them beautiful honestly like that's what makes them absolutely amazing so that's what makes you beautiful yeah man um yeah i so something really cool about my work in new york um my job is the school that i work for their focus is their belief is like every kid has the potential to learn yeah um, and so, like, you don't treat a kid with an IEP 
um, differently because they have an IEP. Nope. We treat them like they have the potential, the same potential that every other kid has to learn the same material that you're giving them. Um, and so that was something that I found really cool about them. Yep. And it's, it's not so much the, the individual that makes it hard for them, but actually the curriculum that you're giving them um, or the environment of, with an addition to the curriculum that you, you're, you're putting them into. So yep. the school really focuses on the environment and giving them a place, all kids to develop themselves. That's super Instead awesome. of creating a culture that says this is the only way to learn. Yeah, that is super awesome. More schools should be like that. <laughs> I know I'm in love. I'm in love with the school because of that, like that ideal, but their execution is not what I'm in love with. <laughs> yeah. Well, but everyone guys- can be doing something different. You just have yeah. to think, how do I have compassion for this kid? And how do I make sure that their needs are met? Yeah. So reminds me of, of the difference between capitalism and socialism like this school is a good example <laughs> of them trying to create a socialistic kind of education system uh-huh. like it's great in ideals but in practice it's like really hard because that mm-hmm. would require everybody to have the same passion and goals that you have yep and not everybody does have those passions yep you're gonna have a the execution not fall into it perfect perfectly because everybody in that in that system isn't going to want to follow that execution nope so it's tough it's rough yeah um some of the kids that we work with we're like implementing their school during the day so So, um, yeah so they come in and they bring like their um, their computer or iPad or whatever that they're doing school on and we make sure that they log in, that they're paying attention to their school, that things are going well um, and we're like managing behavior during that time too, especially because like that's mostly what we do <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, and there's one client that I work with that like her teacher just disappears sometimes. If he like puts on a movie for her to watch, he just like disappears And there's times where, like, we do this thing with her called a DRO, which is differential, differential, whatever, reinforcement of other behaviors. So um, hers is for, yeah, Um, hers is for (laughs) physical aggression. And we just added um, property destruction onto it. So, like, that's, like throwing things off the table and like kicking the walls and that kind of stuff so um if she goes 30 minutes without like hitting or kicking anyone and if she goes 30 minutes without like throwing anything or like swiping anything to the floor or anything like that she has to have both of them to be able to go and get a piece of candy and that happens every literally 30 minutes So if she gets her tickets and gets to go get a piece of candy, she has to tell her teacher, I need a break and then go and get her candy. And sometimes her teacher isn't there for her to be able to be like, I need a break so I can go get my candy. And Mm. it's like, dude, just pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, execution is not always there, but there's always room for growth. (laughs) There's always room for 
getting those people out who don't have that same ideal. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's whatever. I mean, it's not whatever, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I just don't like the school. I just don't like the school's execution. I like the school's execution. Don't like the school's, oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't want to bitch. I'm not bitching. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> All right. Well, this was great. I have other plans. Um, and yeah, I have other plans. So just say that. But we have to do this again, catch up, maybe get more into theology. Yeah, man. Uh, and then also like catch up on just like, you know, maybe something is going to, something new comes up and be really fun to learn more about mm-hmm. it. But I'm really happy. Oh my gosh. I'm really happy a week ago you found out you got promoted. I know. Awesome. I'm so happy. <laughs> so that's, that's some really great news. I'm going to definitely celebrate that. Thanks, man. All right. I love you. Love you too. Oh, how can I be praying for you? Um, well, I, I'm starting my new position. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that that goes well. Also, um, that like the upcoming election doesn't cause too much discord within my household. Um, Are your parents like super conservative yeah. or super leftist? Um, but not to like a horrible degree, but enough for it to You're be so like, liberal. I value my black friends and family and someone who is running for the president of this country clearly does not and i can't get behind that you know i think i okay i um i think there is a picture being painted that is not the truth Uh uh-huh that's all i'm gonna say and i don't know what part of it i'm trying to say about but i am saying that there is a picture being painted um on purpose that's not the truth interesting but <sighs> that's another conversation yeah i would um i'd look into marxism a little bit more well i also like i personally don't know enough about politics and about like oh, okay. either side's agenda to be able to be like this is this, 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 this and like argue with someone yeah, yeah, yeah. about it like I'm not gonna argue with someone about it I'm just gonna state what I know and what I believe and what I think and like leave it at that and like if you don't like that okay. then like I don't like your side either and like that we have to be okay That's, with that my thing my thing with that statement though is the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset well yeah I mean it's more of like a I personally am trying to have an open mindset which is why I'm leaning more one way than the other and it's like I'm not going to sit there and like hound someone about like this is happening and we need to take action on this rather than them being like but then there's this and this and this that's happening and it's like yeah but you're missing the point of like this is happening we need to take action on this yeah that's why I don't try to make a lot of decisions based off of inductive reasoning because I feel like a lot of people both um, on the liberal side and conservative side, um, make make their conclusions based off of a pattern of truth instead of a literal truth. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where I also think a lot of fixed mindsets come from is because people have decided to put truth into a pattern yeah. instead of a you know a deductible conclusion. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let's not get into that. Yeah. So I have to go. I have a... I'll pray about that for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anything else. I mean, things are going good. I'm great. Yeah. Pray, pray that you, um, find a new man. <laughs> no, I don't need a man. <laughs> You find a new man. Pray that you find a new man. That's what I'm, okay. I'm praying for. Okay. <laughs> a man who loves Jesus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Bye. Bye. And yo. Oh my gosh, it's been like a. It's literally been a year. It's been a literal year. I know. <laughs> that just realized. <laughs> Yeah, you know, life happens and I've gotten pretty bad about like keeping up with people. But then also I've reached a point in my life where people are like, I miss you. We need to chat more. And I'm like, yeah, we do. And then they just leave me on red. So yeah, Yeah. coming to terms with like, you're you're not going to talk to people all the time, you know? Have you realized you're an introvert yet? (laughs) um i am like to some degree literally every single time that i take a myers-briggs test it's like 80 percent extrovert (laughs) and i'm like yes i am but also i love to just like chill at home and be my own little recluse like in my room right right. while on instagram talking to other people (laughs) yes um that's not being introverted. That's just being extroverted from your home. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. You're in that season. I've been in a season of trying not to isolate. That's the season I'm in. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always isolate. Right? Isolation yes. is like a... a a manifesto of brain in Slovenia, but yes, it is. I, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't live like that in this in the season I'm in right now. Did I tell you I'm in New York? I told you that. No, I, I mean, didn't I, tell you. Okay, so I like kind of spied on you because I was like, we haven't talked <laughs> in a really long time. I wonder what uh-huh. he's up to. And then I saw that you like moved somewhere, and I was like, what? He didn't even tell me. <laughs> So, rude. so you noticed? Oh, was it the um, so joining Cervania Instagram? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I saw it, and I was like, "What? I, you, what? I felt so bad. I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I didn't tell a lot of people this." A lot of people. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I um, one of my friends. Oh, not one of my friends. You already know him, Madison. I told Madison. Uh huh. Um. Oh, I didn't tell Madison. I told Madison while I was here. And she was like, why didn't you tell me when you were here? And I'm like, girl, you busy. <laughs> mm-hmm. While I while I was in Reading. Um, yeah, that was why. But me and Hurst, we still need to do a podcast. Mariah is the first person out of the Thailand, Team Thailand, to be on the podcast. Oh, wow. Fun. Yeah. Her episode comes out in like... December. <laughs> <laughs> when did you record it? <laughs> we recorded it in like the beginning of September. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I got a very long backlog. Oh my gosh. Right now, your episode is going to come out like 
in end of February. Oh my gosh. <laughs> beginning of March. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot to change and happen between now and then. Yeah. It's like yeah. every week something with me changes. <laughs> yeah. We still got to talk. Maybe you'll be a more frequent um, host or guest in my podcast. Yeah, man. That'd be great. The only person that's that has recorded a second podcast with me is my friend uh, Brandon. Oh, Brandon squared. Brandon squared, yeah. That's where I'm B two and he's not to B. Oh, that's fun. No, no, wait, no. I'm not to B and he's B two. Oh. He's two B because okay. he his initials are Brandon Bracket and mine are Brandon Servania. So I don't have two Bs in my initials. Got it. So I'm not to B. And he's too Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it I'm an sense. English major, we had to come <laughs> up with an English major thing. So that's true. Yeah, yeah. Or I, I don't know why I keep on saying major. Like because I have an English degree, because I can say that now. <laughs> I, I'm not used to saying that still, and I've had it for like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have it for a year almost now. Wow. I'm a, I'm hitting ten months. I've had my degree for ten months, girl. Oh my gosh, how does that feel? i'm not using it same i'm not using it dude two and a half years later same okay but here's the thing i want to use it so for me i want to use i actually do want to use it like i mean i technically am creative writing wise i'm using it but Mm -hmm. i want to further my education and i want to like i want to write a senior thesis for a specific master's degree Uh uh-huh that's gonna be required studying and a lot of um just like internal um hold on okay all right my uh my aunt just texted me something really important so oh i had to make sure it's a private thing so it has to do with my yeah, yeah yeah um actually can i pray for her real quick can you pray for me yeah Father God, thank you so much for my cousin. Uh, she is a precious little sister to me, and I love her to death. Like God, you 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 created her in my life at a level of of, of compassion, at a level of um, encouragement and inspiration. And so I just pray that she sees that, um, just as much as she sees that in me. All of that person that she sees in me is literally because of the person that I get to be inspired by when I see her. So God, continue to fill her heart um, with hope, with um, with support, um, with joy, with love, with you, God. And as she continues to pursue truth, as she continues to pursue wisdom, as she continues to pursue her own spirituality, I, I pray that she discovers you in all of it. Amen. Amen. Man. Okay, sorry. Well, I'm not sorry, but like that, I'm I'm saying sorry for myself because now I'm feeling really sad and depressed, and that's not how I want to be around you specifically because I haven't talked to you in a year. Uh huh. Um, I'm just so sad now. Okay. Well, Brandon, we have had these moments before. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. It's not like a big deal to me if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. 
like we we've had all ends of the spectrum of Brandon <laughs> and of Arena. So yeah. Oh man. Uh, okay. Oh, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, I don't remember. <laughs> all right. Um. Well, there are a lot of things I will talk about with you, but. I think we were talking about Oh, we moving. were talking about how you moved and yeah, yeah. nobody knew. And nobody knew, yeah. You didn't tell and me. Oh, in the podcast, and you're the second person now on the Team Thailand podcast. Yes. Or on the podcast from Team Thailand. I, I've been trying to get Shane to be in the podcast, but he's a busy boy. Have you, like, do you, like, have, have you been caught up with Shane's life like, right now? No, I honestly, like, I haven't really been caught up with anyone from Teen Thailand because there are a lot of the people that are like, oh, yeah, we need to catch up and, like, chat more. And then they never reply to me, so. Mm. I, I'm really pushy. I'm really pushy. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, with Madison, I'll, like, I'll call her. I'll just straight up call her. It's like, hey, let's catch up. <laughs> I need to do that because I miss her. Ah, you gotta do it. I mean, I gotta, I gotta do that with everybody. Yeah, I do it with Madison the most because I've connected. I think I've connected with her, her and Shane the most out of everybody. Yeah. So like, I still like, when I was still at Simpson, I would like she was one of the go to people I would go to, and so was Shane. Yeah. Mariah, Mariah was like, just Mariah. She she had her own busy life. Yes had her own boundaries but I still like I still got to see her and I still got to love her I still got love be loved by her so that was oh, nice so good yeah um yeah it's just Madison now Madison's the only one left oh over at Simpson everybody else is gone oh that's true yeah she's she's a busy girl too she's like you know she's still engaged she still has mm-hmm. Joe. um yeah I need to catch up with her again we were, su- we were supposed to ca- do a podcast episode, but I ended up like, you know, I just want to talk with you because like, I haven't heard from you in a while. And I don't want to like miss this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm in New York. I moved here. It was a spiritual thing. I felt called to be here. Um, I thought when the COVID happened, it was like a no from God. But because I'm here, it's obviously not a no. <laughs> and I also like my theology too is like God doesn't say no to us yeah God says I want to be with you and mm-hmm. the only thing I'm not I'm never going to be somebody who wants to oppose you yeah but I am somebody who is when you are faced with trials and tribulations um, will give you an opportunity to grow from it mm-hmm. it's like God 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 puts us in or we put ourselves in scenarios um that god has already designed for us to go through yes yeah not something like god himself has like given us but has designed for us to go through Mm -hmm. and and because of those things we ourselves either choose to go through them with him or without him or not go through them at all sometimes sometimes we have the luxury to choose to not go through them at all but sometimes we're going through them because that's just the natural progression of our own human condition um and God says, I want to be with you in that. Literally That's everything fine. that you're saying right now is like resonating with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so when, you know, when the COVID happened and like me going into me wanting to go to New York, I had this like lie in my head that says, God says no, but it's like, no, but God doesn't say no. God always says yes. Um, and, and he says yes to me. He said, he doesn't say 
it's not that he's saying no to what I, what I'm, what, what I want to do or what he wants to do with me. Mm -hmm. It's that he's saying yes to what he wants to do with me. And it's whatever I want to do with him is, is the decision. And so like, I have this false, false theology in my head that says, God says no, but the reality, like, that's not the reality. God doesn't say no. God says yes all the time. Oh, for sure. Yes. And amen. And so like, I've been trying to shred, shed that like lie in my head because if, if I have the theology that God says no to things, right. Yeah. Then I, I can abuse that theology to like, you know, when there's something that I don't want to go through, it's, I'm just going to say it's God. Oh, God said no. So never mind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Right. Well, like that, that's like the, the classic breakup with your boyfriend trope. Like, God told me to be single, so I'm breaking up with you. I was like, no, that's not how it works. You just don't want to be with this person. You don't want to say you want to be with this person. Mm-hmm. So, gotten that before. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I'm in. I'm here now, and the calling was like, I think the biggest thing was my ego. I think, like, I had like being a Bible theo nerd, being this five-year veteran of like ministry and loving people like purely for the sake of loving people I needed to humble myself and being like continually continue to humble myself I should say not to say that it wasn't but like I need to humble myself and I felt like reading like reading reading has the ability to humble me but in a different way and like in a way that I've kind of mastered yeah because you know I've lived there for 15 years and I've done and I've like I've discovered a lot of things about myself in Reading on, and how to be with God in Reading um, for five years my Christian life so being in New York it's a new experience and the humility comes from its bigness its greatness of New York mm-hmm. being in a place like New York City and all of my ego just being completely shredded. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so small, but I still want to love. Because at the at at its core, that's what it means to be a Christian, is discover what means to become more of what love does. Yep. Um and that is just gratifying in its in itself, just like wanting to love still while still feeling small, while still feeling like you're the amount that you're doing is not enough to the world but is completely everything to god mm-hmm. and so yeah that was like the biggest reason i want to get like i haven't so i'm in transition still and i haven't come back to the brandon i knew that i wasn't in, in reading so like i'm still like getting used to the routine getting used to like just what i'm becoming in new york and i don't think i honestly will come out of that to like another two or three months but it's coming. He's coming out now. Like it took me four months, but he's finally coming out. Mm-hmm. But he's still slowly coming out. Like the the Brandon you know that's like completely and uh, unashamedly abandoning his sense of sh- his sh- sense of shame so that he can love better. Mm-hmm. Um. So right now I'm kind of like still a new place. Don't know if I can talk to these people. Still trying to figure this all out. Yeah, that makes total sense. But- but slowly creeping into like conversation about God, conversation about loving, conversation about caring for other people. 
So. Red on, man. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm in Reading. Oh, well, actually, and the biggest thing, too, so this is, goes into my testimony. Um, I discovered I was depressed when I was 10 years old, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said this in my testimony, but I discovered I was depressed when I was 10 years old. And that discovery was actually around the time when I made my, had my first trip, like, to New York. Because my grandma lived here. And uh, it, was, it was depressing because I realized I hated myself. Or I hated, I did. I didn't have the language for this, but like that was the that was the that was what was manifesting. Mm-hmm. Right? The manifestation of self hatred. Yeah, was what was coming into me around the time I was ten years old, and I realized that, or it it it, it was actualized when I was in New York, because I was like, here I am, completely not thankful for this amazing gift that I have, being in New York, being in this great city. And I'm not happy. So um, coming to New York. So I came to New York for a graduation present. So coming here again at on my birthday too. So coming here again, turning 25, I was discovering that that version of myself and like listening to him and saying, and like loving on him. And I fell in love with New York because of that, because it's been like, it's been a transformative not transformative, but like nostalgic journey yeah. of like self-healing. Um, it's like getting so every time getting redemption, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, restorative redemption, like, but like the kind of redemption that I've already had, but get to like experience in its full in the present yes. because I'm living in the very place that I've wanted. I've wanted redemption from. Yeah, it's like. Cause like, right. The, the 10 year old version of me was like, I'm here at, on vacation and I'm not happy. And everything sucks. And, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so now 25 year old me, I'm like, I'm here and I'm alive and I love it. And I'm super thankful. And so like, this, it's the, it's like 10 times fold. Cause now it's not vacation. It's like my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I totally get yeah, that. Cause, cause I mean, like, I feel like that's a similar story to mine of like where I was two years ago when I moved back after graduating and like absolutely hated life living with my parents. Whereas now like two years later, I moved back in with my parents and it's been almost a year. And like, I've seen so much growth in this past year that like, I would have not been able to go through that kind of growth and like have this, like sense of peace in myself like two years ago mm-hmm. yeah man I get it I love it super happy yeah man oh. so how about you oh gosh um well like I said moved back in with my parents almost about a year ago <laughs> Um, it's been about a year since my breakup and, um, actually earlier today, I put like a side-by-side picture of like me on our trip in Europe, like a year and a, a year and like a month ago. And then a Mm -hmm. picture of me from literally last Saturday. So like last week Mm -hmm. and like the glow up is real. (laughs) Um, like there's so much more energy in my eyes, my face is thinner and like, I just, it's just like a completely different person. 
Um, <laughs> I know that like the whole process of like going from moving to San Diego to moving home and now getting to where I am today, like was really freaking difficult because I had so much anxiety going into moving to San Diego. Like my boyfriend at the time had told me like a couple months earlier, I'm glad that we've taken a step back in our relationship. And like, that's when I should have known that we're done. Um, But I didn't because I'm the kind of person that will literally see out until the very end until it's not a thing anymore. (laughs) So yeah, I remember you telling me that, which which is exactly what had happened. And, (laughs) you know, like by the time that he looked at me and said, I want to break up, I just nodded and was like, I was literally thinking a couple of weeks ago, like I need to break up with him. So (laughs) (laughs) he was just the one who said it, but I didn't disagree with him. Um, but I had like so much anxiety going into that move. And then once I got there, I had like a few days to kind of gather myself together, put myself in my room. Um, I was renting a room in a house in San Diego. So it's funny because, um, I was working at a church right before it. And some of the people from the church were like, Oh, is she moving in with her boyfriend? And it's like, no, (laughs) I stood very firm on that ground. He was like, Oh, we can get this place together. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm not going to live with a guy until I'm married. Like gotta, gotta be firm on that one. And he was like, like, Hey, yeah, exactly. And so, um, I also want to like, be able to experience moving in and living together like as a married couple you know like I find value in like being a wife and like having a husband and being a married couple and like figuring out those things together so there's that um but like after moving to San Diego I had like a few days to gather myself and then we went to Europe and while we're in Europe he's like if I got a job promotion and it like moved me to the East coast, like I wouldn't stop talking to you. And I looked at him and I was like, I literally just moved across this state to be closer to you, to seek out this relationship. And you tell me if you move to the East coast, you're not going to stop talking to me. Like not be like, I'm going to ask you to marry me and then we get married and then we both move out there. (laughs) Or, like, I'm not going to ask you to come with me. It's I'm not going to stop talking to you. Like, we had been in a relationship for, like, a year and four months at this point. And, like, had had the conversation about, like, marriage timelines, wedding timeline, like, engagement rings, children timeline. Like, we had had those conversations. And he's sitting there telling me, I wouldn't stop talking to you. And so <laughs> that whole trip yeah. was like a roller coaster of ups and downs for me. Like in my heart, I, I knew that like, I shouldn't have been with him, but it was so much of like, but he's my childhood friend and we've gone through all of this stuff together. So once we got back, I was like, okay, the trip was pretty okay. Like we're not, at each other's throats um I also got food poisoning our last night of the trip (laughs) so it was like literally every single hour I was running to the bathroom and to like throw up and every time that I like came back from the bathroom he had the air conditioning like on full blast like ready to help me cool down and be able to go back to sleep until the next one (laughs) um and then like in the early 
not in the early morning, but like in the morning, he went and got me some Sprite and some crackers to like get something in my system. Um, and so like he took care of me, even though he probably didn't feel like fully happy with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. like, that spoke volumes to me. And I was like, okay, we're not, like, on the greatest terms right now. But, like, he's still taking care of me. He's still making sure that, like, my needs are met and that I'm feeling okay. Like, physically, mm-hmm. emotionally. And so, mm-hmm. um, like, a couple weeks later, um, my parents were visiting San Diego because um, – my aunt and uncle lived down there and so they were visiting San Diego for like a big birthday weekend bash kind of thing and so I was like hanging out with my family every now and then and I like he would come along with me when I hung out with them and my aunt looked at me like once we broke up and she was like I felt like something had switched something had changed he wasn't at all affectionate towards you he didn't seem glad to be around you and I was like yeah I fully agree (laughs) Um, cause like right before we went to my cousin's football game, I sat down with him and looked at him and said, something is off. I don't know what it is. And he was like, I don't know. I'm just tired. So, um, Mm. it was kind of like that for a good month after we got back from Europe. And then, um, I had a moment when I called him and had to leave a voicemail because it was later in the evening and he had fallen asleep at that point and I was like okay either you want to spend time with me or you don't want to spend time with me I moved here so that I could get to like know you better and so that you could get to know me better so that we can know if like this relationship will actually go the distance and I'm not feeling like you're putting in the effort so either you need to put in the effort or we need to be done basically and then the next day mm-hmm. he broke up with me like I I walked Mm. into his house and then walked into his room and like didn't even put my purse down. And he looked at me and said, I want to break up. So, um, it was a couple of weeks had gone by and I was like, okay, I'm getting a little bit more hours at work. I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable with like the job that I'm doing. I found a church that I really, really liked. And all of my friends were super supportive. Oh my gosh, Brandon, I went straight to church after the breakup and that was the best thing I could have done for myself I didn't like Mm. try to go to the church that my landlords were like oh we sometimes go to this one and like I I had this like one church set in my mind of like oh I want to try out this church and I went there and like dove into it and I I am still like good friends with these people to this day and I only knew them for like three weeks So, (laughs) you know, that was super awesome too. Um, And then like two weeks after the breakup, I got into a car accident. Um, I was literally two blocks from my house and I had the right of way and the guy who hit me had the stop sign and he hit me on my driver's side and it ended up totaling my car and I had to go to the ER um and I was there until 3 a.m like completely by myself the entire time um luckily my landlords like dropped me off and then they like picked me up at 3 
at like three in the morning and I had like 1% left on my, on my phone battery. Um, and I like still deal with back pain from that car accident, like to this day. Mm. Um, but I'm working out and I'm getting better and I'm feeling better. So (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, good. Yeah. And so the car accident happened. So I'm in San Diego. I've gone through a breakup. I don't have as many hours at my job as I would like to. I don't really know anybody around except for my family that lives like a good 25 minutes away and some of the friends that I've made from church. And now I don't have a car. And so I have no way to get to and from work in between client houses. And my parents looked at me and they were like, just come home. (laughs) So, um... I finally like went through with it and was like, okay, I'm putting in my two weeks notice. And my mom was like, I'll take the train down. We'll rent a car and stuff all your stuff into that car and bring it on back. So two days before Thanksgiving, um, or was it three? I don't know. Three days before Thanksgiving, um, I moved back into my childhood bedroom. (laughs) Um, And moving into your childhood bedroom at... 23 years old versus moving home from college at 21 year old, 21 years old is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I have lived on my own for a bit and I've had my own jobs and like done my own thing for a while that like trying to be a child in my childhood bedroom isn't going to work with me. Hold on. Yeah, Andy. Okay, thank you. All right, sorry. Being in um a childhood childhood bedroom two two years two years later like isn't going to fly with me. Like I'm 23, I've had a job and like lived on my own for a while now. Like I can't be like a child in my in my childhood house, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I ended up telling my parents like if I'm out past nine o'clock, I'll let you know like I'm going to be out late, but like, I don't have to tell them where I am, who I'm with all the time. Cause like, I wouldn't do that anyway, if I was living on my own, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's more of like a courtesy of like, Hey, it's, I'm going to be out a little bit later. Like, don't wait up for me or anything. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I still text my parents, like, when I'm headed home from work just so that they know and um I still have this moments but it's also like I'm not going to tell you every single little thing that I do with every single little person you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like that would get exhausting and like now I'm 24 so that would be even more exhausting to be like I'm 24 I live at home I have to tell my parents where I am and who I'm with all the time mm-hmm. like uh um But, like, Thanksgiving went by, and I had applied to a lot of different places in Fresno that, like, were ABA therapy so that I could keep going in this field. And the company that I work for now, um, they contacted me on a two – no, they contacted me, like, on a Monday and asked me if I could interview on a Tuesday. And then Wednesday, so literally the next day, I got a job offer. And then the next Monday, I started training with them. Mm. So it was all a like, get the ball rolling, let's go kind of thing. 
And then after one week of training, they put me in chair with kids solo and we're like, you're good to go by yourself. Um, so that was a little bit wild just because, um, I only had to learn like the company specific things. So I didn't have to learn about like working with the kids and like providing ABA, um, like services in general, I just had to learn about like, how does our company take data? And how do we go through the prompting system? And like, what do we specifically do? Mm -hmm. So um, that was super cool. And I've been working with them ever since when COVID hit, they shut down for a couple of months. And um, I went crazy during that time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Luckily, I decided to sign up for some online counseling so it was through faithful counseling it's like the christian version little little, like christian branch of better help so um i ended up like being matched with uh an older gentleman who like got his degree at biola and Uh he he worked on me so fast and hit me so hard with things that like after two months, I was like, you know what? I feel pretty fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then that's when work started picking up again. Um, And so we've had a couple of like COVID scares here and there of like, Oh, an employee tested positive. So we had to close down for two weeks. Oh, an employee Uh tested positive. So we had to close down for two weeks. Luckily we have two different centers and they both like interchanged at times Mm -hmm. and so I was able to just like keep working the entire time because they needed people at both places and so now I've like settled into my routine and then um last week I got interviewed for like a higher up position um I thought that I was going to be interviewed for a clinical trainer so like working with the new hires and making sure that they're going through like all of their lessons online and then getting them like scheduled to work with kids and like see sessions and like do shadowing and that kind of stuff so I thought that I was applying for that position but they Mm -hmm. ended up interviewing me for a position called advanced behavior technician and that's more of a mid-level supervisor so I'm gonna be like it would be like supervising kiddos and like billing the insurance for like supervision rather than just for one-on-one services. And it would be a step further closer to like the ultimate goal where I want to go in this field, which is, which is a BCBA, which is a board certified behavior analyst. You have to go through your master's program of like, some kind of special education or um, ABA, which is applied behavior analysis. I don't think I've said that yet. Um, And then you also have to do a lot of clinical supervisor hours. So Mm -hmm. like the second that I start grad school, um, I can like start doing my supervision hours. So literally like first day of classes, you're, your hours that you do at your job in the clinical supervisor realm out towards, towards your like total amount of hours. So for BCBA, you have to get your master's degree. You have to do a certain amount of hours 
of supervision. Um, right now it is 1500 and then by 2020, it's turning into 2000. So <laughs> that'll be fun. Um, and then you have to sit for an exam and pass it. And the exam <laughs> is like the really big deal. So right. that's a fun time. Um, so that's like the ultimate goal. Um, but they interviewed me for that advanced behavior technician, the like mid-level supervisor. And I was a little bit freaked out and I was like, you, you've told me that like, I don't quite qualify, but I guess that now you're desperate. I do qualify. I don't really know what's going on here. And so it was like on Thursday that I interviewed for it. And then Monday they told me that I got that position. So now I'm a supervisor at work. And that's really weird. I know. <laughs> and like, that is really that's weird to me. Stories. And we have like an online training that we have to go through to be able to like navigate our um, online software wow. that we use like for work. And it's weird to see like clinical supervisor training. And I'm like, how am I the one doing this right now? It's like, dream <laughs> like dream come true <laughs> right here. So, I love it. So that happened okay. this week and I'm freaking out. Yeah. That happened this week. Yeah. Let's celebrate. I know. Do you drink? Do you drink girl? Yeah. Do you drink? Yeah. I drank a whole bottle drink. of wine last night. <laughs> Let's let's take let's take a celebration of drinking right now. Well, I have water in front of me because I haven't worked out yet today. But girl, I will choose to that. No, drink, drink. Okay, I will later. But no, uh, right now, Britain. in this moment. Oh my god! I took a sip of water because, like, you gotta rehydrate. You know. Whatever, fine. <laughs> That's so awesome, though. Fine, I won't drink with you whatever so i went from (laughs) moment of celebration yeah man it is yeah choosing my water she doesn't want to drink with me no i'm choosing my water no it's fine you know what i'm gonna send you a picture of my (laughs) cheers later today because i am three hours behind you first of all second of all i have not done my workout for the day and i don't want to have alcohol in my system while i'm trying to do cardio Fine. Yeah, it's like five o'clock for you. Yeah. <laughs> I drink at five. I had a beer at like, yeah, I had a beer yesterday at five. Okay, but like, I drank a whole bottle of wine last night. All right, fine. Okay. So I'm recovering still. <laughs> okay, so I have two questions. For okay. You. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the workout one first. Okay. okay. So. You started working out. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who's like into Beach Body Online. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like pretty popular. Um, but it's basically like workout videos that you can do in your own living room. Um, and so the ones that the programs that I've been doing just require like hand weights and a yoga mat. Um, and they have like rest days built into them too. So that's pretty cool. So you like go hard for five or six days and then you have a rest day, which is super cool to me. So, um, three months ago, I found myself at the weight that I was when I was in my relationship and I was not happy about that. So I decided I need to stop making excuses. My knee doesn't hurt that much anymore. 
yeah, my back hurts, but I can work around that. And working out is going to make it stronger and it will build it up so that I won't hurt as much anymore. And I decided to just go for it. I was like, it's $200 for a full year of access to these workouts, which ends up being less than a gym and gyms are closed right now. And like, I I can do this at home on my own time. So every day when I get home from work, I take a moment to kind of like decompress, change my clothes. I drink some pre-workout and then I work out and then I drink some recover. It's like drinking chocolate milk after a workout, which is super freaking awesome, but it also helps your muscles heal faster. So that's cool. And I have seen some crazy results. I feel a lot more energized. I feel like I'm getting skinny, which is super awesome. Um, I have a lot more stamina. I have a lot more strength. And, like, it's visible difference, too. I'm not, like, dropping weight like crazy. I think I've lost, like, five pounds over the past 40 days. So it's not like I'm, like, losing two pounds a week, like, average. Um, I'm more like toning up and getting stronger and like, that's mm-hmm. what matters to me most. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I gained some weight during COVID. Beyond <laughs> yeah. I, um, I started going to the gym again, so I've been seeing results. When I left Reading, I was like 220. So I think right now I'm back at like 195. So it's really good. Are you hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. But sorry. I also want to tilt my own boat. Right? Yeah, man. Awesome for you though. Like, way to go. How long has it been for you since you've been like taking working out seriously? Um, I think it's been about three months. I started like mid July. No, no, how how long has it been since you haven't though? Oh, I never knew how to work out. Oh, snap. Yeah. So this is your first time. This is my first time, like, Dang. actually continuously working out and, like, doing workouts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, because, like, in high school, I played volleyball, and it ended up being year-round because, like, I played during the school year, and then I played during club, which is, like, during the off-season. So it was mm-hmm. like I was working out constantly. And then by the time that, like, I wasn't playing volleyball anymore, I was still doing marching band, and I was still being, like, super freaking active. And then once I got to college, like, I didn't know how to work out, and then my knee was also bothering me a lot more than before. So I would be like, I can't go because, like, my knee hurts, or, like, I can't go because I don't have time because I have homework to do or something like that. And so... I just also like never learned how to work out. Like if I, especially now, if I walked into a gym and was told, okay, go work out. I don't know what the frick to do. I wouldn't know Uh where to go, what to do, where to start, how to end. I wouldn't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah. So I like that. I have a video of someone telling me what to do and a video of someone like pumping me up when I'm feeling down and a video of someone telling me, just push through 15 more seconds. And I'm like, ah, with my weights and my arms, you know? <laughs> and you're like, I can't do 15. I'm like, yes, yes. I can. <laughs> uh, 
I love it. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm on and off. I was working out a lot. I lost a lot of weight. Well, last time you saw me, I was pretty skinny, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was because I was working out consistently from like the past. I actually stopped for, for a really long time. When you, when you saw me, the last time you saw me, yeah. I stopped working out consistently um, because I was traveling a lot. I was traveling in Israel. I went to, what's it called? I went to Europe. So mm-hmm. I stopped working out. And then I graduated. And then COVID happened. I was living with my parents. And it just like, you know. Literally um, everything is. And then COVID happened. <laughs> and then COVID happened. So like it's <laughs> a lot of unhealthy things like developing. And I just got fat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved to New York. Started working out again. Cause I was able to run like outside. Cause like I love, that was a lot of the, how I lost a lot of my weight was running. Uh-huh. I need, I discovered I need new shoes. Like well, running has been really hard yes. for me. And I realized I looked at the sole of my, sh- my running shoes. I'm like, that's why it's been hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I need new running shoes, but yeah, I started working out again. I went back to, one one ninety nine, one hundred ninety five. I don't know exactly what. Wow, what's it like um, to actually lose weight? <laughs> well, when you're doing only cardio, you don't like build muscle. You're just, you know, running off fat. Yeah. So I I'm like, the only the only muscle that I um, what's the word? The only muscles I really work on are my abs because of my back. Mm-hmm. So that's a big deal. That's not yeah. a lot of. Well, it is a big deal. Um, so I don't really have to deal with. Uh, I don't have to deal with. Yeah, I don't. I don't like work too much on other parts of my body for muscle. But yeah. Yeah, so I can like we're on the same boat. We can be uh, workout buddies. Yeah, huh? man. Not workout buddies, accountable buddies. Yeah, Account- <laughs> accountability partners. Did you work out today? Not yet. And I'll be like, I nah. haven't done it yet. I worked out today. I, I did a, I did like an hour of walking. <laughs> yeah, I think an hour and a half of walking. I think the workout today is um, cardio. So I'm currently doing a 100 workout program. So it's 100 workouts. They do 10 different kinds of workouts. And then you do those 10 like twice. And they call that a phase. And so once your phase is over, a new one starts over. And then like the kinds of workouts, the moves change, but it's still like the types of workouts. So like cardio, leg day, arm day, um, MMA, stretching all that kind of stuff like they they become different but they still stay like the type of workout and so nice um yesterday I actually finished phase two so I finished 40 workouts of this 100 workout program and so today is the start of phase three yep workout 41 is cardio so that's gonna be fun it sounds like a lot of jumping. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and this trainer, she's like super calm, but she also pushes so hard. And I'm like, how are you doing this flawlessly? <laughs> <laughs> Be 
because she's a trainer. Because she's a trainer. Yeah, I have to keep telling myself that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who's a trainer, and she's like, she's she's pretty like, um, she's not like thin, but she's thin. If that makes yeah. sense. Like. 